welcome to the Quality of Life podcast. My name is Erin Olson, and I am a businesswoman and mother who has been studying personal growth for over 15 years. I've tried almost all of the habits and hacks out there. My goal is to use my real-life experience to show you which tricks and habits make the biggest changes to your quality of life with the least amount of time and energy on your part. We'll cover everything from habits to hacks, fitness to family, and everything in between. Now, let's dive on in to today's topic. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Last week, we talked about our self-talk and how controlling it can change your outlook on life. The homework was to download the worksheet, Four Steps to Creating Healthier Self-Talk, and to use it on your most dominant and recurring thought. How did it go? Well, I hope that it helped you gain some control on your self-talk. If you haven't gotten your free worksheet yet, go right now to theerinolson.com slash self-talk. It's going to help you really start to learn to control the thoughts that you have in your mind and how you think about them. This week, we are going to tackle the topic of consistency. Why? Because lack of it can be the number one reason your life is not where you dreamed it would be. Think about the word consistency. The definition is, quote, conformity in the application of something or the way in which a substance holds together, thickness or viscosity, end quote. In the example of baking a cake, the consistency of the batter can change your end product from being light and fluffy, dense and moist, or flat as a pancake. The same applies to your life. The consistency you have right now can hugely affect your outcome. Consistency is important because it helps us achieve our goals by creating positive habits over time. When we are consistent, we have a better chance of success and we create momentum that helps us stay on track. And conversely, when we say we're going to do something and don't follow through, it totally robs us of our self-confidence. So being consistent is super important. While I could go on and on about how important being consistent is, I want to give you actual action steps in certain areas of your life so you can see fast results and your efforts don't become diluted. Today, we are going to focus on the reasons that our results in life are all over the place and why we fail at creating consistency. Then we're going to take a look at where we are dropping the ball every day so we can take action on adding consistent actions in one area at a time. Over the next few weeks, we're going to cover some hacks that I use to stack habits and to create consistent mornings, consistent sleep, and how to create time blocks to have super productive and consistent work days. That almost makes consistency sound sexy, doesn't it? <laughs> Years ago, I was in a place that I felt like I was working like crazy, but never really felt like I was accomplishing anything. It was like I was running on the treadmill. You know, I was working and burning calories and running as fast as I can, but I was literally in the same spot that I always was, frustrated and tired. Then I listened to the audiobook, The Perfect Day Formula by Craig Ballantyne. It opened me up to the idea of how habits and structure are what controls your consistency, thus your results. I know, I know, there's really nothing cool and sexy about habits and structure, but hear me out. Just for an example... How many miracle creams and makeup items do you have in your bathroom right now? If you're like me, you have a whole bag of anti-wrinkle cream and things to cover up blemishes and dark circles under your eyes sitting in a bag under the sink. 
Okay, so maybe that's not your thing. How about supplements? How many of those do you actually currently use that are sitting in your cabinet right now? How much money has been wasted and how much time has been spent reading and researching which supplements you need to burn fat, gain muscle, cure cancer, and give you mental clarity? This is a great example of how lacking in consistency is really controlling our lives. I heard once that if we could do something one time and it was a magic pill, how easy life would be. Can you imagine if we did one set of sit-ups and a six-pack popped up on your stomach? Oh my gosh, unfortunately, like sit-ups, it takes multiple reps over time to create a six-pack, something that I've never actually really achieved, but I'm still trying to gain. So how many of those supplements, creams, miracle products do you have sitting around that you've actually quit taking because you didn't see the results you expected? I'm guessing that if you are like me, you've got tons. So this is my attempt to help you to learn to be more consistent so that, first of all, you don't waste your money. Second of all, you don't waste your time. And third of all, you actually see the results you're trying to achieve. Over the years of being a horse farrier, which is somebody who works on horses' feet, and a business owner, actually several businesses, I have seen firsthand how being consistent with schedules, nutrition, marketing, branding, and more has really impacted the horses I've worked on and the revenue that I've made. Once I started adding structure into my day, I saw the biggest returns ever. I started winning. Why? Because consistency is the key. Consistency creates momentum. Momentum creates self-confidence. Self-confidence creates more momentum and on and on. And you know what that creates? That creates a winner. You ever watch a train starting from a stop position? At first, there's a lot of creaking and the engine is just pounding, trying to get that thing moving. But once it starts to gain a little speed and a little bit of movement, the amount of effort that it takes to keep that train moving forward is so much less. So you have to remember that that momentum is really what we're working towards. We are working towards building habits, structure, and momentum so that the stuff that we're trying to implement and change in our lives sticks, first off, and second of all, it takes way less effort to continue having it happen. So why is it so hard to be consistent? Well, habits are key. We've all created habits in every aspect of our lives, from what foot we stand on when we brush our teeth to what order we put the dishes away. We perform a habit without even thinking, and that makes it really easy to complete without a lot of effort. It's kind of like when you drive the same drive every day. You can almost don't try this at home, but you can almost go to sleep and know exactly where you're going to be in three minutes, you know, or five minutes or 10 minutes. The other vehicles on the road make this kind of a challenge, but you know what you're expecting and you don't even have to think about it. Remember the days when you used to have to think about how to get on the freeway, how to signal your turn and merge into traffic? Do you think about that right now? Well, apparently a lot of people don't think about merging into traffic because not many people know how to do it, but it's something that becomes way more automatic. You can merge into traffic without even thinking about turning on your blinker, and you can not even miss a word of the conversation you're having at the same time. 
it's when that happens to your habits that it becomes automatic and it's almost effortless to make those things happen. So to get that momentum, we need to be consistent. That means that some of the habits that we currently have have got to be untrained. And this is tough. The European Journal of Social Psychology found that it takes an average of 66 days to create a new habit and overwrite the old ones. That's about two months. Well, I'm going to show you how to do that in your life, to take a habit that you currently have and to rewrite it with something new. No wonder it's hard to create a new habit. Most of the time, we want change so bad, we try to flood ourselves with a new life and try to change everything. This is a recipe for disaster. When you try to change everything, you actually change nothing. So how do we create new habits one at a time? That is the secret sauce. So I have four steps on how to create a new habit one at a time. The first thing you want to do is you want to track your day. When I was working so hard and not getting much done, I decided to do a life audit and track what I spent my time on to see where I could be more efficient. This gave me so much insight to my life that you can't even imagine. It wasn't super easy to do, so I made myself a sheet to track my time, and then I could just fill in what I spent my time on. Everything from getting myself ready in the morning, to watching Netflix, to sleep, to how much time it took me to drive to work. It seemed kind of overwhelming to look at, but once I made the sheet, it was really easy to keep track. The key here is to write everything down as you're doing it and not wait till the end of the day to try to remember all of the time that you spent. It's kind of like doing a food journal. If you don't do it right away, you're going to forget all the snacks you had in between your actual meals. And then you're not going to get an actual representation of what your life actually looks like. The second step is to audit your week. Seven days is going to give you a great idea of where to start. I know every week is different, but if you do seven days in a row, you're going to have a great idea of where you might have time. Like, how much time do you spend on social media or watching TV or YouTube? How long does your commute take and what did you do during the drive? How long did you spend planning dinner, your workout, what to wear, etc.? These are eye-opening numbers. And according to Brennan Burchard, author of High Performance Habits, which is an excellent book, Americans spend an average of one hour a day consuming social media, plus two to three hours a day watching TV. So that's about three to four hours a day consuming stuff, not creating. That, when you add it together, is an average of 21 to 28 hours a week. Now that equals just over 1,000 to 1,400 hours a year. Okay, now... Brace yourself, because that is between 27 and 36 40-hour work weeks a year that is spent consuming TV, videos, and social media. Think about that for a second. 27 to 36 40-hour work weeks. Can you imagine what we could do? How many people say they don't have time to do the things they want to do, and they're spending two to three hours a day watching TV? That is a lot of time that could be spent doing something different and being more productive. Crazy when you look at the data, isn't it? So when you look over your week, try to find ways that you can combine or eliminate things to free up your time. 
That will help you to find a little more room for maybe a new habit. The third step to creating new habits one at a time is to add the one new thing. What are you wanting to change the most right now? Is it maybe adding time to write in your journal or maybe exercise or meal prep? Are you wanting to add maybe reading a good book? Pick the thing you want to add, anything, and find a spot where you will be the most likely to do it. For me, it is in the morning before the day gets away from me, before everything else I have to do starts to clamor for attention. Then, schedule it. If it's really important to you, you will write it on your calendar. Remember that paper calendar that I told you to print out and carry with you a few episodes ago on this podcast? Well, this is now going to be added to your top five. So once you've added it to your calendar, it actually becomes something you are way more likely to do. And then the fourth and most important step of all is to protect it with your life. Okay, now I know that sounds a little exaggerated, but if you found out that you, God forbid, had cancer and the cure was, I don't know, brushing the left side of your mouth before the right side, you'd make 100% sure that you would make it happen, right? So you know that you're capable of doing something new if your life depended on it. And this is no different. When you start to have small wins, the momentum you create changes the confidence that you have in your ability to to do hard things. The more hard things you do, the more unstoppable you become. And life starts to look completely different. So creating consistency starts with one day at a time repeated over and over and over until it becomes almost automatic, just like merging on the highway. That is a sign that you are forming a new habit. Is there going to be days when you don't feel like it? Of course. I urge you to do it anyway. Will you have circumstances that make it impossible to complete the one thing you want to do? Of course. But start again. Don't allow yourself to feel guilty. Just keep going. Be on guard, though, and make sure that those emergencies are actually emergencies and not just an excuse to get you out of doing what you know you should be doing or that you have decided that you're going to do. This is your life we're talking about. Like I said earlier, your self-confidence comes from you keeping the promises that you have made to yourself. Every time that you break a promise that you made to yourself, it's going to take a one little bit of your confidence away. And that's why a lot of people nowadays don't have a ton of self-confidence. It's because they've constantly not stood up and done the things that they said they were going to do for themselves. Another thing that can help is to go back and find your why and to remember what your motivation for doing this is. I have a great podcast about that a few episodes back as well. So this week's homework is to complete a life audit. And I've created the life audit time tracker to help you make it easier to keep track of where you're spending your most valuable time. There is no room for judgment here. Just collect information. Be honest. Be specific. If you spent 25 minutes in the parking lot at the gym picking out today's workout, write it down. There is no shame in that. And honestly, if you know exactly what you're spending your time on, then you can do something about it. Maybe spend 25 minutes at home planning the whole week's worth of workouts instead of sitting in your car in the parking lot like I've done so many times 
trying to figure out, well, today's leg day. Let's figure out what leg exercises I'm going to put together. Another example is if you took three hours to fold and put away laundry, you need to write that down. Try to find anything that can be combined, stacked, or eliminated. Ideas for that would be maybe listening to a audiobook or a podcast while you're folding laundry. Or like I said, spend 25 minutes planning the week's worth of workouts or a week's worth of meals instead of spending 25 minutes after work every day or in the parking lot of the gym trying to find what you're going to do right now. So I want you to go to theerinolson.com slash podcast for the life audit time tracker sheet and track the next seven days. Do it live, like I said earlier, not at the end of the day. You'll forget all of the small things that can add up to big chunks of time. Well, I hope this life audit will help you find some wiggle room and to create some consistency in your day and some momentum in your life. Next week, we are going to expand on this to create a morning routine to help you stack some habits and win your day. If this helped you, please share it with a few friends and give me a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any place else that you listen to this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Bye! Thanks for listening to today's episode. Be sure to check us out on the Quality of Life podcast, Facebook and Instagram pages, and our website, theerinolson.com, for downloads and more information. That is T-H-E-E-R-I-N-O-L-S-O-N.com. Stay up to date by joining our email newsletter. Together, we can improve all of our quality of life. Quality of Life.